Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Joshua Eunice, and we are diving headstrong into this beautiful Saturday morning. 8 a.m. is when this podcast episode has come out. And my oh my, do we have stuff to talk about. We have breaking news around the league. Getting caught up for the past few days. Or really just yesterday. And then we got huge topics of the day to talk about. The Andre Aiden and Kevin Durant. And if you guys saw what I was posting on Twitter, that was not clickbait. That is legit stuff because I said that today's podcast episode we passed a real deal, intense and straightforward on what's happening with the Suns, with DeAndre, and with Kevin Durant. Y'all came, y'all showed up. That means you want the truth. We're gonna break down, break down the news, what's happening around the league. But I want to focus our time on Kevin Durant and DeAndre Ayton. Before we get into today's podcast episode, I just want to say that the time of this recording, our newsletter is still down. GetRevue.co is down. I don't know why. I guess because too many people logged in. I don't know, and I don't care. I just want to know when it's going to be back online. And I hope for Sunday morning that I can be back online. Again, by the time this episode comes out, uh, the newsletter can be published again, right? The newsletter um, can be accessible to members and non-members of the Hot Take newsletter. Honestly, is it the biggest deal? No and yes. Today, no. Tomorrow, yes. Because in theory, we're supposed to have a newsletter come out tomorrow. But I say in theory because if it's because we can't log in, we can't have access to their servers. Or just just to site right? Then what's the point? I can't write it up. Anyways, we'll worry about that when the time comes. But we talk about social media a lot, and we're on Facebook and Instagram. But the best thing for you guys is just to keep following us and going strong as a whole, and just just following the journey of Kevin Durant, DeAndre, Kyrie Irving, free agency as a whole. And all the different breaking news from summer league stuff to in depth stuff, whatever it may be, right? Team to team by team basis, right? Just go to twitter.com slash courtside heat. That's all it is, Twitter. Just go to Twitter. Put in courtside heat. We're at courtside heat. Um, not too complicated, but this is where you get all the breaking news as it comes out first. We're here. We're reporting on everything. We have 13.8 thousand tweets breaking down everything and just commenting on everything that comes across our desk. With that being said, um, let's jump right into today's podcast episode as we got some stuff I want to cover. Up first, guys, we have breaking news around the league. That is, this is actually pretty significant. So, I've commented on the Damian Lillard stuff with the Blazers' current owner, which I forgot her name. My apologies, but I, I think it's like Jody something. Jody, Jordy, I don't know, and, I, and I, it doesn't really matter. But, um, Damian Lillard signed a two-year extension. That allows him to make an additional $122 million. So adding that to his current contract, he will be get he will be getting paid nearly two hundred and seventy million dollars when his contract officially expires. I believe that happens like in the 2026-27 season. 
he's going to make around 60, $63 million just in that season, in that final year of his contract. That's nuts. But there was a lot of controversy that she wasn't returning his phone calls, that she put him to some guy named Barr, that she wasn't returning his emails either. Then Damian just outright, boldly, just put down those rumors, shot those things down. He's like, yeah, no, you guys are liars. And of course, a paraphrasing, there is no real story. This is fake. This is misinformation. This is not what's happening. Don't believe these fake stories. They just complete insanity. Now, would I believe something like this? Yes. Why? Because you got a guy that remains loyal, and you got guys, and you got guys within the front office of the Portland Trailblazers that would probably mess them over because they can. Because sometimes this is just my personal opinion. You sometimes mess over um, a loyal guy because you're like, oh, he's been here for a decade or so, right? We can just mess with him. We can just say, bite it, we're going to do things our way. If you want to go somewhere else, that's your problem, not ours. You've seen that before for organizations. You've seen that before for players. Um, obviously, he got paid. That was something that was rumored for the past few weeks of saying, look, we're going to give him a two-year, $100-plus million contract extension if he wants it. And obviously, you're going to take the money, but he's a guy, in my opinion, and I've never met him in real life, but... He seems like a guy that wants to win now, wants to win a championship, just wants to compete and have fun and pretty much win basketball games. And he's been making money. He's set. Like, you're talking about his children being set, grandchildren being set, their grandchildren. It's a whole thing, right? But let's just say his blood on his entire family's Continuing, 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 just being passed on. We'll have money depending on how he uses it. I'm not going to question or judge how he uses money because I don't know. All I'm saying is, is that Talon uses money. He can have his money go to his children, to his grandchildren, to everything else 50 years from now, right? I'm just using that as an arbitrary number. But there is a lot of controversy surrounding that. There was a lot of stirring, like stirring up that was happening. A lot of emotional controversy that I really was like, really going to do this to a guy that, well, he's been loyal. You just, because it's great and all that you're building or giving him money, but you have to build a team around. You get Jeremy Grant, that's perfect. You're getting guys now, but you just got to continue to build. And here, I'm just going to quote you what, uh, per Chris Haynes, what Chris Haynes said, and it's pretty much Damian denying the uh, claims by story of Blazers owner denying his calls. This is what he said: Damian alerted to Yahoo Sports on a report that Portland Trail Blazers owner Jody Allen refused to take his call. "Quote: I'm not sure where that story came from. Every time I've reached out to Jody, she has always taken time to speak with me. I've never sent an email or none of that." I've had a great relationship with management and ownership. My agent, Aaron Goodwin, speaks with ownership and management on a regular basis. This is a non-story, end quote. So per the man himself, per the franchise superstar, all is good. And if we could take, yeah, I'm pretty sure we could take this as something credible that he's just not saying to say. Because I couldn't see Damian Lillard doing that. Even though he's getting paid $61 million per year, something like that. I'm not doing math right now. It's too, it's too, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that. But what I'm thinking about that, I don't know. Because a lot of people, when they write Damian Lillard stories, say, oh, we requested a trade. Damian Lillard's like, yeah, no. Now this comes up. So, you have to take this almost with a grain of salt that we, not his words, but the words of these rumors. That when you see room, when you hear rumors being passed around and they're spread around Twitter, you're like, okay, you gotta take this with a grain of salt. Of course, you're gonna react upon it, 
we have to be like, okay, there could be this other side, which we took in, into account, not publicly, but probably before this podcast episode. And then, of course, when he came out with that statement and stuff, just pretty much caught back against that non-story in his words. Then it's like, okay, maybe this was a non-story. We kind of had to be open to that possibility, but now we can say for sure this was a non-story. That this was not real. That it was indeed fake. But ultimately, guys, Dave Miller did sign a two-year extension that's worth an additional $122 million, adding to his current contract, which will allow him to get paid nearly $270 million when his extension and current contracts all said and done. That is significant. And talking about guys that got a huge payday, James Harden in the Philadelphia 76ers finally got a contract agreed upon, and it's not a bad one. It actually benefits both sides. Uh, James Harden agreed to a two-year, $67 million deal with the 76ers. By skipping out on on this $47 million player option, it saves the team $15 million because the first year is only $32 million. And I've noted this in the article on CourtsHeat.com or on Twitter at CourtsHeat, where by them saving $15 million, you're able to, they're able to improve the roster, improve the ro- improve the roster, improve the team that they have, go get additional guys, which makes sense, and that's a very smart and respectable move by the by James Harden, by the aging beard. Now, I have to say this: this is probably one of his only choices because Daryl Moore is probably like, look. We want to re-sign you, but you have to be more flexible. We're going to give you a large contract, but in the first year, it's going to be high money, but we're going to have to save on something because if you want to benefit the team, we have to structure it this way, which makes sense. That's why he opted out of his player, player option, where he could have made 47 in, the, in his one year. Could have been on an expiring contract, but that is a player option in year two. So, he's taking a pay cut, yes, but it's benefiting the team, which is very smart, which is very respectable, and I applaud him on that, right? I really, really, really do, and I'm not just saying that. Because he could just view it as our options if there were any, or you could say, you know what, I'm just going to stay with this team because they're going to offer me money, and it's going to be life, it's going to be good. Now, we can say, well, he's washed up. Well, he's not going to be the same. You traded for him, so you have to invest the money into him. But at least it can work out both sides. Huh. Hmm. Uh, but some things just never really work out for both sides. Speaking of the Nets and the Lakers, because both sides were at in pass right now. Both sides are at a disagreement. Slowly role-playing this. Slowly getting into this. Jumping into action. Because it's like, well, we'll give up Westbrook. We'll give up Kyrie. But we got to somehow meet in the middle. We agree upon that. But we need a 13 to facilitate this. They allow us to have more assets and stuff like that. Almost something like that. And surprisingly... The team that dealt away DeJounte Murray to, to give Atlanta a deadly backcourt. The San Antonio Spurs could get involved with the Nets and Lakers trade, potential trade, by absorbing Westbrook into their cap and sending over assets to Brooklyn, landing Kyrie in Los Angeles. That would work. It would be a best of all worlds. I know the Spurs would get something in return. Honestly, I do not know what yet. I'll have more mock trades on that, probably over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. But ultimately, guys, right now, that would make sense because it's like, wait a minute. If you could partially or fully absorb the money of Westbrook, we pay for that draft picks or something. 
we have a good deal. Like Rob Plank would do that deal. Sean Marks would do that deal. Because if it incorporates a help a helping hand, a helping third team that's able to facilitate that, that's gold. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to have. So, with that being said, that's pretty much what you want to have happen. Because if not, then it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Because it's like, you, you can only butt head so many times so it's like, we're not doing this anymore. Because Sean Marks is not going to install Rob Palenka, and Rob Palenka is not going to install Sean Marks. It's not how these deals are going to get done. Especially when, you have, when you're trying to offload an expiring contract for an expiring contract. Because one guy wants to... One guy wants to leave a team, and one guy wants to leave a team. And they may want to go play with Ben Simmons, and one may want to go play with LeBron. Kyrie wants to play with LeBron, and LeBron wants to play with Kyrie. Maybe on a personal level, or a professional level. Either way, they want to play with each other. And to have the Spurs to facilitate it, it just accomplishes much more. It hashes out the financials. It sets the record straight on who gets what, and what goes where pretty much simplifying to that measure to that extreme now i'm going to come out on twitter at course say he with different mock trades featuring these three teams featuring two teams just between the lakers and that's how we've originally set it up right and i believe i've come out with trades of that in the past now those are old. I need to update those, which is understandable. But originally, I had, and I came out of this for three days ago, somewhere around there. It was on the 5th. Yeah, so four days ago. Yeah, yeah, sorry. My math is really off. But yeah, I had a trade that sent Kurt Irving, Seth Curry, David Duke Jr., in a 2023 first round, that was a pretty much a draft pick swap, which was at least favorable, least favorable protected to the Lakers. In exchange, going to the Nets, Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, Callen Horn Tucker, a 2023 first round, more favorable protected, and 2028 first rounder. I saw that could work out. Obviously not, because now, looking at the trade value, looking at that financially, face value across the surface, that would be perfect. But now, when looking at this a little deeper and seeing some of the brief mindset to both sides, the Spurs would have to get involved, or could get involved, and it would make sense. Financially, uh, multitude assets and different things like that, just pretty much being a facilitator. Saying, look, you go here, you go here, we take that, we will give you this, you will give us this in return, you will swap this, you will swap this with us, etc., etc., yada, yada, and different things like that. So in the end, guys, to conclude that, and to conclude our short breaking news around the league, even though I could have gone into Frank the Tank Kaminsky, a beloved Phoenix Sun, even though playing limited games for us, signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Hawks, and all this different news, or talking about Devontae Graham um, having a DWI, driving while impaired, happening Thursday morning uh, around Framingham. I believe that was in Raleigh, North, uh, was it North, South? I don't know. It's one of two Carolinas. Y'all are smarter than me. Y'all figuring it out. I could have talked about that. But I just wanted to talk about the three most important things that's going to be affecting our weekend. It's going to be affecting during Summer League, after Summer League. And that's involving Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Damian Lillard, and of course what we're going to get into within the next few minutes. So with that being said, I believe that makes a lot of sense. I really do believe it makes a lot of sense. 
So with that being said, let's move on to our topic of the day. Oh, sorry about that. Um, so before we get started, I, I found a I found an interesting clip by Brian Winhorst, and it ta and he talks about Da potentially moving on through an offer sheet. That he's stating that the Pacers are interested in signing DeAndre to an offer sheet or even negotiating a sign trade involving Miles Turner. So he talks about what are the chances of the DeAndre trade. Here's a 28-second clip. Alex Gallus, well, guys, let's see that real quick. There's a forgotten man out there, and that's DeAndre Ayton. And this man, at some point, is going to get paid. And that could be by the end of this week. The Indiana Pacers are seriously considering giving him an offer sheet. They're also interested in negotiating a sign-and-trade with the Phoenix Suns for Ayton, potentially involving Miles Turner to be his replacement at center. But holding everything up is the Suns' negotiations for Kevin Durant, which are probably not going to end soon, and Aiton may have to move on and do his own deal. Oh, hey, guys, we are back. So I find that very interesting. I just do find this very interesting because now what went from a delicate process, it could now be blowing up because when Kevin Durant, and I'm going to move past the clip, I'm going to research the clip in a bit, I'm going to reconvene to that. But when the Kevin Durant stuff came out, you're like, oh, we have to focus on this. And it undermined DA in the news cycle, maybe to some teams, because like, we got to get the unicorn, we got to get the go, we got to get the holy grail, we have to get this, we have to get him, we just have to, have to, have to. That pushed down Miles Turner, that pushed down DeAndre, more important DeAndre, because DeAndre is worth more in the market than Miles Turner, and worth more then Miles turned to a team. Maybe not to the Suns, but to some other teams, yes. Like the Pacers. Here, let me move my microphone down real quick. Just uh, assuming a different position. <laughs> but yeah. So when you see that, there is a possibility of him signing a offer sheet with the Pacers or agreeing to a sign-and-trade or going along with it, with to get into the Pacers. So what would that look like? First, let's back up. Per ever Evan Sidery, S I D E R Y, right? Yeah, Evan Sidery, Sidery. I don't know. He's national NBA reporter for BasketballNews.com. I like the guy. I follow him around. I check out his stuff from time to time. Cool, cool stuff. But he noted that within the next 40 hours, that Saturday, hold on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I am, my, okay, wow. That was either annoying, because I tried moving away from the mic. If y'all are wearing earbuds or something, earpods, or whatever fancy tech you got, uh, you guys probably just got blasted. So now to turn back up your volume, you're good. I'm not going to sneeze again. But what I was saying was, is, is that, Saturday, today, stuff could be blowing up. We could see incremental or major movement, any kind of movement, tipping scout, anything like that, with DeAndre and the Nets and the Suns. So today could be the day that we see plans blown up for the Suns and Nets as DeAndre could sign with the Pacers through an offer sheet. Why would that blow it up? Because the Suns can't unlock for nothing. Because this is where it gets interesting. And I'm going to dive into this deeper when we get to Kevin Durant stuff. I'm going to mix both, right? I'm going to do it throughout. But I find it very interesting because the Suns can't unlock for nothing. If you let the man walk for nothing, then you're pretty much conceding to a defeat and saying that you're a loser, so you couldn't get a former number one overall pick. You didn't value that much, and you don't walk for nothing. That's not a statement. That's just idiot. That's just idiocy. It's just being an idiot. Is idiocy even a word? I don't know. I can't speak today. So I'm gonna to try to sound intelligent and fancy. Y'all pay. Just y'all keep. Just keep trying with me. Just keep going with me. But it could blow up for the Suns because it's like you can't walk for nothing. But you put 
and then I'm in a hard spot because it's like, okay, you match the offer sheet. You sign aim to that. He gets his money, right, financially. He's he's cool financially. With the team on a personal level, not so much. Professional level, needs dicey. But you can't trade him for six months to a year. Most likely a year. So when you're checking all that out and you're like, huh, this really bites. This is not going to work. I'm going to get to in a second how all this stuff plays out. But this, but simply it would not work. The Kevin, Dur uh, Kevin Durant trade would not work because financially, the Suns would have to invest too much. They have to go into electric tax too much. And personally, I would be against that. Would I love to have DeAndre back? Yes. Do I have my pros and cons about him? Yes. But ultimately, I want him back. By Rob Kevin Durant. And that's going to skew up the, the way the trade can go. That's pretty much going to eliminate the Phoenix Suns because now they're forced into the position of, well, we have to re-sign our starting center because our big man, who's very young, cheaper than Rudy Gobert, why the Jazz were originally interested in him before becoming highlight as a destination. One, because it's like, can I walk? If we let him walk, we are then losers. We are deemed losers. We're going to be classified in our own categories as losers. But right, so it wouldn't work. Financially, it just wouldn't work now pull him out of the trade. Unless Sarver in the front office is like, you know what? How about we just go deep to select your tax? Let's just continue to go all in. Because this free agency has been a dud so far for the Suns. Unless we're talking about the what ifs, hypotheticals, and what could happen within this potential KD trade. If we get Kevin Durant, then this entire free agency has been redeemed by us. We're the clear winners because we got a go Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, a legend of the game. A current legend, a current go up there, top five player of the current NBA landscape, and yeah, you get a unicorn. That's redeemable by far. But if he signs that offer sheet, then you're hosed without question, without any doubt in my mind. But now, saying this is about Ain, Ain would be a perfect fit for Indy as he'd be the number one option. You would be able to you'll be able to work this all round player, in some aspects, especially in the paint, physicality he can grow into. But under Rick Corral, he can grow, like Monty Williams, he can grow. Under Rick Corral, he can grow. He's had Rick Corral has many experience years of coaching big men, transforming them, molding them into the next big thing. And the Pacers are getting out of this rebuild mode if they're able to get in because he would be the perfect fit for any for Indiana. He's this great type player for this franchise that the pick and roll game would be his most dominant with Halliburton, with Tyrese Halliburton. And the team would be centered around him in, in many ways. So of course you got Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and all those different guys centered around there and very integral and very critical to Indy for sure to the coach except to just trying to win games. But you get DA, then it's like, okay, wait a minute. We can offload Miles Turner like Brian Windhorse was saying in a 28-second clip. We can offload an injury rim player, an older player, and we can get a younger, healthier player and we can lock him up for multiple years beyond our wildest dreams. It would make him happy. And he would finally feel valued. Because let's be honest, the Suns are not really valuing him as a max player. And that could be very offensive. Because then, the way you look at it, it's like, man, if I re-sign with y'all, if I re-sign with Phoenix, they're not going to value me. They're just pretty much coming back. They have me labeled as a 90 million, 100 million, whatever it is, below max. Well, I'm just throwing on random numbers, arbitrary numbers, to prove a point here. But it's like, why would I come back? I would be sold out. I would be bitter. 
I have a chip on my shoulder to say, you all pretty much doubted me, didn't believe in me, didn't think I could be a max player. Like, come on, why would I want to be playing for you? I want to go work somewhere where I appreciate it, where I have talent to be to the next level, where I'm actually being passed the ball more. That would be utilized more. The pick and roll would be his bread and butter. Tyrese Halliburton and him would be a good duo. Right, their skills will complement each other. So when you're looking at that, of course it would be a perfect fit for Indy. I 100% believe that. Now, <laughs> there's some pros and cons. There's some pros and cons. Because while we can see a potential sign trade with the Suns, and they send him to the Pacers in return for Miles Turner, not the most ideal situation for the Suns, but we're just talking about the main players here before we get draft picks, maybe cash. And it is definitely putting pressure on the Suns to get a deal done as he can sign an offer show with the Pacers to get revenge on the Suns for doubting him and wanting to get rid of him because of multiple reasons. And cited numerous times by Phoenix journalists, reporters, and even from the organization themselves by all these telltale signs of not signing to the max, making them have a proven year, and then being in a position we are now. Look, I get that would be frustrating, but this is not the best way to put pressure. You can say, hey, I'm going to get paid money here. What if I cost you, Katie? I go, so you have to match. I make y'all look like fools, I come back, I collect my money how I want it, it is in, at the middle of the season, before they do, a month before the trade on, you could trade me to the Pacers, have that dream trade for KD, but I'm making life a living nightmare, and I can force you out of this, and maybe I can, maybe I can force the Raptors into a trade scenario for Kevin Durant. That would be something. Now, if Ain does in fact go all in on the offer sheet, then it does the exact opposite both sides want. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that the Suns will match and most likely bring him back here to the, to the Valley. If that happens, then he'll have to wait 6 to 12 months before he can be traded. Like I said before, huge concern. Many people within the Valley and nationally have reported that between 6 to 12 months. Most likely 12 months. That would be a whole year. Oh, if I'm doing that right. But between 6 to 12 months. That means that the Suns will keep him in disgruntlement will be at all-time high between the two. You're doing the exact opposite because the Suns are not going to let him walk. His agent knows that. DA knows that. James Jones knows that. Robert Sarver knows that. Monty Williams knows that. The locker room knows that. Foreign players know that. Everyone knows that. You guys catch the line down. So you're going to do all of that. The Suns are going to be out of the race for KD. DH is going to be disgruntled and pretty much out of place. And bri bridges have been burned. There have been bridges burned to a crisp that cannot be repaired. There is damage. And it's actually kind of sad. Expectable, it was foretold, was gonna have, it was foreseeable in the future. But still sad, nonetheless. But this would do the exact opposite of what both sides want. That's why you opt for the sign and trade. Because they're saying, the Suns all have always believed and publicly admitted through their actions and through... Rumor in the window that they believe that they can replace D.A. with a center that doesn't cost that much and still put up numbers that D.A. that Ain was putting up. Now, is that Miles Turner, the injury ring guy who I moderately like? He's 26, though. He's averaging 13-7 per game. Ain, on the other hand, when you're looking at his stats, you're seeing a 17-10 guy. There's obviously a difference when comparing the 2021 seasons. And there was only a 16-game difference. That says a lot right there. That says a lot. 
turns to more experienced guy, but ain't the guy you want to have because he's younger. Now, is that only like three, two to four years? Yeah, but come on. Would you want to take experience? Maybe. I don't know. It just depends how you look at this trade. It just depends how you look at the situation as a whole. I'm not kidding you. I honestly believe this. The signing trade is the way to go. You kick the Jazz to the curb because I think they're already starting to pull out. Not officially, but you just get that rumor. You get that sixth sense that they are. Just get that feeling within your gut. Especially when, if you're within the front office and stuff. This is a game of patience, but the Jazz are going to be ruled out. This is going to leave one team and one team only to be the first. It will be the Pacers. The Pacers have won DeAndre since last season's NBA trade deadline. It was made clear. Again, that could be arguably offensive towards DA that you would actually consider trading DA straight for DeMontis Sabonis. When that was all going on, there was headlines like, aim for Sabonis, Sabonis is going to be linked to Phoenix. It was a whole thing. We covered it. It was stressful. But this is a, 60, a 2B, 64-win team. It was like, ah, we could just trade our starting center. We'll get Sabonis. We'll probably try to get more assets. That can hurt deep. That can cut. And there are just some wounds that cannot be bandaged up. They cannot put, no one can stop a band-aid over a gunshot wound. It's not going to heal. It's only going to make things worse. It will be there. The pain will get increasingly worse. And things will never progress for the better. That is a fact. And it's an undeniable one. So the sign trade is the best one. The Pacers will be happy, the Suns will be happy, and the Nets will most likely be disgruntled or upset and Sean Marks loses his job. Or if they could pull this off, Sean Marks does not lose his job and the Nets are actually happy. Because Sunday, depending on how tomorrow goes, or holy cow, I saw today was Friday. Oh, is why I can't do podcast episodes early Saturday. Legit. It's early. Sun's not even up yet. It's in the mid 80s, early 80s right now. So I'm supposed to be 108 today. It be right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna do one Sunday morning, right? <sighs> Depending on how that goes, I'm gonna break down Sean Marks. I talked a little bit about that to you guys online, of just answering public questions and. Just doing things on my own, on my own Twitter page, right, right. But I find this very fascinating. You gotta do the sign trade. You gotta do it. Because if you don't, and I'm hoping all my points are making sense. If they're not, I do apologize. But you gotta do the sign trade because you got free teams that this could work out for. The Jazz, I believe, have pulled out. You have to keep leverage here. You have to keep in contact with DA. You have to say, don't sign that offer sheet. Don't try to be cute with us because it will end poorly. Because at the end of the day, we'll still get Kevin Durant even if the wait at the end of the deadline. Because I was listening to this on 98.7, Arizona Sports. If you live in the Valley, you know. If you live in Arizona, you know what I'm talking about. The sports, local sports station. It was during Wolf and Luke. I believe Josh was filling in for Wolf. I don't know. I can't remember who probably was seeing this. And they brought up a good point. I can't remember who brought up the point, but the show brought up a good point. That no one would be upset. That let's say Max resigned, the, the, Max, but the officer was signed. Things didn't work out financially. Oh, no. Now they have to wait for the trade to the deadline. How many people would actually be upset? If Suns fans had to wait to get Kevin Durant a little bit towards the middle of the season, later into the season, right? No one would be upset. It's not like we're talking about two years, three years, but at the end, making that him being on an expiring contract, that would be completely different. But we're just talking about, about a few months. We're just talking about a few months into the NBA. We're talking about things that would just pass by that allowed Suns to say, you know what? 
DA's restrictions up. We could trade him. Pacers are ready. Boom, bada, bang. Trade him here. Get KD to Unicorn. Boom, bada, bang. We sent him things over. Things are having magical stuff is happening. Boom, boom, boom. Bang. It is over. Done deal. I don't know how many people in the Valley would be upset. I wouldn't be upset. If I had to be more patient for that to be Kevin Durant, then yeah. Would I hate to lose Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson because those are my guys? Yes. But should we sacrifice to get a Hall of Famer? Yes. Will it rip my heart out? Yes. Are they fan favorites? Yes. There's a lot of yeses right now, and I'm just trying to convince myself to say no to this, some of this stuff. But I can't. Because it's all true. But I, found, I did find it interesting. I did find it interesting for sure. But there's a lot with DeAndre in. And the, at the end of the day, if if everyone's cards play right, and everyone's smart about this, DA, even though he's going to be heavily pursued by the Pacers, will probably get an offer sheet. He won't sign it. He'll go in the route of a signing trade. Pacers will understand that. They'll try to leverage it out to where they can get DA quicker. So everything can just come faster, even if it has to wait to the end of Summer League or during the final days of Summer League, right? And they'll be worth it. Just as long as it's not signed that offer sheet, everything's fine. But I do believe, I do predict that there will be a signed trade. These three teams will be involved. Suns, Nets, and Pacers. Miles Turner will go to Phoenix. KD will go to Phoenix. DA will go to um, Indy. And Brooklyn will get tons of assets. Excuse me. High-level picks. High-level all-star caliber and actual all-star players. I truly do believe that. So at the end of the day, I truly do believe that. And that right now is why I have updated on DeAndre. That's just where we're at. And if you think about it, that's as real deal as I can get. We're going to lose DeAndre in one way or another. Sons have cut their ties with him. Bridges have been burned. Relationships have been damaged. Egos have been damaged. Personal feelings have, and professional feelings have triumphed over all of this. It's not it's not the same when we draft them or when it's twenty twenty or even last season. It's just all different. It's gonna hurt me, yes, but it's just gonna be that way. Cause it has to be. Sadly, don't want it to be that way, but it's gonna have to be. And that's something we're gonna have to look at more and more as the time rolls on and the days pass us. Now, that was your drain. What about Kevin Durant? Roll the Chris Haynes clip. I, I will say this about Kevin Durant. Since he requested a trade, there's been numerous stars that I've spoken to, numerous stars that have been trying to get in touch with him to pick his brain to see if he would consider other avenues. Just just want to get a sense of what he's thinking. Radio KD silent. Is, KD is going dark. He's not talking to anybody, not answering anybody's phone calls, not responding to texts. KD has gone dark. The only time you see him get out into the sunlight is when he responds on Twitter, and he's not saying anything much on there aside from probably going going at a fan or something like that. But, yeah, he, he's going dark. So he's um, – I guess he's hoping this process plays out the way he wants to. But, yeah, he's, he's pretty much – not speaking with anybody right now, aside from his inner circle. Okay. The Chris Haynes clip from Yahoo Sports is very fascinating and something many people need to be talking about. Many more people need to talk about it. Why? Because this is extremely important. Extremely over the mountains, beyond the earth and sky and everything else, important. Why? Because Katie is going radio song. He's not listening to the recruitment pitches. He's like, uh, he's not even responding. He's not responding to phone calls or text messages. 
And when he's only responding to fans to troll or to say something on Twitter, that tells you a lot. That tells you that he's confident. Here's my observation. That he's confident that he's going to the Suns and he's not dealing with, he's not wasting his time dealing with these fools. But these are superstars. These are athletes trying to sell their little creative pitches and just trying to say, oh, if will you come here? All that stupid recruitment stuff. Katie's probably sitting back like, okay, this will get done. I'm not coming, but I want out. I pretty much command a news cycle. I'm commanding things. Because even though he has nothing contractually to stand upon, nothing he could say legally or within that binding contract, you've any leverage. His name and who he is as an athlete, as a basketball player, says speaks to a lot more. And if he says he doesn't want to play for the Raptors, or he doesn't want to play for the Celtics, or he doesn't want to play for this team or that team, he's just not going to play, he's going to scare teams off, and now he's going to radio sign. Like he's not even politely denying this, and if this rumor is true, and I'm not doubting Chris Haynes, I'm not saying that he's wrong, I'm not saying that his sources are wrong, I'm not saying at all, because that would be ludicrous of me, that would just be idiotic of me. No, what I'm saying is, if these rumors turn out to be 100% true, that he's not talked to a single soul when they've been trying to recruit him, other than... That means he's ready to become a Phoenix Sun, or he knows his plans come together. Now, I know there's been different theories about him just doing this to get Kyrie his buddy, the extension, or he just wants Roy out. I believe he really wants out. I really do believe that. Now, if it comes out to be he died, it was just a financial ploy to get Kyrie money, and they're all good, good. They're all singing in joyous harmony. I don't know. I could see them all doing that. Um, that would make sense too. It would catch a lot of people off guard, as when uh, ESPN was talking about that. I forgot who was talking about that. I was that? I said it was Kendrick Perkins. I have to find that clip again. I'll probably do it tomorrow morning for Sunday's edition when hopefully a newsletter comes out. But it's very interesting because Kevin Durant's desire is to be a Phoenix Sun. That's what's rumored currently. That's what's being rumored currently. Guys, that's just what's being rumored currently. He's stayed that. He's expressed that a thousand times over. Like, you can't get any more clear than that. You just can't. And there's a lot of truth in that. Because his top two teams, the Phoenix Suns, mine he wants to play for, there's going to need a third team. But the Heat can't keep Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lord, and Bam Adebayo. One of the three guys are going to have to go. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm so tired. Um, and let's be honest. Kevin Durant probably knows that in advance. He wants to play those three guys. But if he can't, then that's going to come. He wants to be a Phoenix Sun because of Devin Booker and Chris Paul. It's always been about Devin Booker. Why do you think Chris Paul wanted to be a Phoenix Sun? It's because of Devin Booker. Why do you think Kevin Durant wanted to draft Devin Booker? Because if it was him, even coming out of Kentucky, he knew he was going to be special. Um, even now, Durant knows what kind of superstar he is. Because we've always said... The national media cannot give respect to Booker because they never paid attention to him because they're just ignorant. They don't know how to, um, and they just don't know how to see his true greatness, like how NBA players see it. So when you see NBA coaches and the respectable peers within the league, when they see it, there's a complete difference than how the media treats him, how the media responds to him. It's just a difference. Kevin Durant knew that back in 2015. And he's known that seven years later, up until this point. He want OKC to get him. Now he wants to force his hand. That's just how it's going to go. Now one thing I think many people have not been talking about a lot is when we saw the Rudy Gobert trade come out, 
and seeing what Minnesota gave up for the likes of him, it made it a lot tougher for teams like the Raptors and the Suns to pursue KD when Brooklyn could be looking at that trade and now upping the demands for KD due to what was given for Gobert. Picks are no longer the main selling point. Sure, they're the meat, they're the bulk, but now it's like, we want top-tier all-star players. We want to go beyond the caliber. We want known all-stars. We want two. We want five draft picks. We want this. We want that. Because when you look at what was given up for Rudy Gobert, and a bunch of players and a bunch of picks, the picks were worth it. Some of the players were decent. Like Patrick Beverly, there was guys in there from the mix. But when you think about it, and then when you're Sean Marks, you're like, we hold the advantage here. We can slow roll this. And the Rudy Gobert trade has not helped anyone because it has upped the demands, has upped the annual what teams have to give up to acquire the unicorn, acquire the group. So it's like you're going to give up a top 30 athlete within the NBA and a top 15 defender within the NBA. Come on, for all of that stuff, come on. And then when you look at KD, you're like, yeah, just keep giving us all those assets. Keep giving us those assets. And that's what's going to happen. That is just point blank and simple. Because when you look at that trade for what many people call a very talented big man within his design skill set, it's like, paying all that money. Did not care, so still went all in. They have a lethal front court with Big Cat and Rudy Gobert. You gave up all of that, okay? To make things work, that means a lot right there. GMs pick up on that. Hmm. I was, thinking, I was thinking about this. That's why some anonymous GMs, some people were saying, Mikel Bridges, picks, a lot of picks. And Cam Johnson, Daryl Sarge is not going to work. They need more. That's why you got to get a third team, like the Pacers, where the Pacers can add more assets in to make it worth the while. And same for the Suns, the same for the Nets. It just works out to be that way. It always works out to be that way. That is without fail, and I believe that's a concept we have to understand more and more. So, third team, having a third team in the mix is very critical. And now looking at the Rudy Gobert trade in that situation, that hurts. Mistimed. And everything with the Phoenix Suns has been mistimed. Like with the DeAndre Ayn situation when Michael Porter Jr., that interesting player, got the max. Days like, why is he getting the max? Or when Zion Williamson got the max, he only played 90 games or so. Or really not even that much. So come on, why is he getting all that money? I've done much more. I've been more healthy. I've been more consistent now. I've been getting out of the growing pains. I've been developing more. That's where the strain, that's where the strain relationship began. And that's why it's like, okay, give us a prove year. Proved it. Not anymore. He's like, do you remember last year? I took it to the finals. We went to the finals together. I was a huge part of that. We went back to the pops, even though we burned out. We had see that's where bad timing comes in. So we go bear trade, bad time for the Suns. It upped the demands from the Brooklyn Nets. And bad time for extensions to come in. Seeing most of his many of his top peers for 2018 NBA draft to get paid. That that hurts a guy. That busts down his ego. That breaks it down. That's like, wow, what are we doing? So there's a lot of truth within that. And there's a lot of stuff that needs to be said about that. And I believe we've overlooked that in many ways because bad timing is like a black cow walking across the road. Walking across the street is like, there's bad luck. And when it comes to your drain, it's been bad luck for the Suns because something's always been upping financially. Or in somebody's demands trade-wise, 
contract-wise or something like that. It started with players like it's 2018 peers and all the way up to the Rudy Gobert trade. That's just how it's going to be. And it's something we have to pay attention more because Wild rips our hearts out. And it's like, great, this guy's doing, oh, look at that. It really makes us think because the Phoenix Suns could have made a deal that benefited more and didn't give him so much money and maybe could uh, persuade him not getting the max. But because guys like Michael Porter Jr. and his 2018 peers were getting contracts like that, it made Aim more crazed and more obsessed to, in terms like that, to get the max. So, in terms like that, it's like, okay, it's time to see how this all plays out. Then you see the Rudy Gobert trade, it's like, oh, come on, you've got to be kidding me. So, this has been a roller coaster, to say the least. This is something that will make you say, huh, how did this happen? Or, huh, how do we change this? This is no longer... A team perspective this is a player perspective, as this is a player league operated by the players. That is without fail. So, moving on from that, like I have been saying, a third team is going to have to come in on the Kevin Durant trade to satisfy everyone because no two teams can work it all out to where everyone's happy. Doesn't matter if you're the Suns or the Raptors. Beings in Toronto have one thing in common, and that it needs a third team to please everyone, or you're just going to be stranded and Katie's going to stay within Brooklyn. That's the goal with Sean Marks to keep within Brooklyn, but you got to slow roll it, slow play until it's like, okay, we're no longer bluffing. It's time to trade him. But that's where it gets interesting. That's what I was talking about. Because I told you I was going to mix it. I was going to blend it in between the two. But Kevin Durant has gone radio silent. He knows what's happening. Per Chris Haynes. It's like, okay. Let's see what happens now. Let's start to experiment with this. And it's like, huh. Where do we go now? Well, you know the steps would get a third team, and it's looking like the Pacers. But you got to weigh the pros and cons of having the Pacers join, who they're giving up, who they're trying to retain, who they're trying to get, and different things like that. So to make everyone happy, you're going to need a third team. Like I was stating in the beginning. Again, I'm going to re- Oh, sorry if you hear that. Again, I'm going to reiterate this. A freeway trade between the Suns and the Pacers could see KD slash Turner going to the Suns, DA going to the Pacers, and tons of assets of picks and all-star caliber players, etc., etc., going to the Nets. Something along those lines. That is something very important, something that needs to be pointed out more. I just really, 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 really do need that. Really need to say that. Because it's important. And the last thing, guys, before I start wrapping this up, before I get my final thoughts. So while Toronto seems like the favorite trade package, they don't want to give Scotty Barnes. He's untouchable. So what does that mean? That means it has messed up their trade package to the Nets. This is just loading up the barrel, loading up the ammunition for Kevin Durant's sons. I'm a huge believer in that. I believe we're going to see that. I'm not going to doubt that for a second. I truly do believe that. Because here's the thing. People can say, well, my team's going to make it. My team's going to make it. Kevin Durant's dictating this. She's dictating. He's like the puppet master. This guy behind the scenes dictating all the puppets. Sean Marks is a puppet. puppet. James Jones is a puppet. Everyone's a puppet to 
the grand scheme of things to the larger rules of Kevin Durant and what he's seeking publicly and privately from each team and where he wants to go. But yeah, so here's saying, if Chris Haynes is right, I'm going to wrap this up, guys. So we're almost reaching the hour mark, but look, if Chris Haynes is correct, and these two rumors are correct, and I'm not doubting it, try to test them. Or then you know that means that, well, KD knows he's going to the Suns. If he's not doing any more recruitment, pitches out, listening on those, he's not trying to get too friendly with players, trying to warm up, trying to get some of that off the off the court, off the basketball terms, chemistry, personal level chemistry, and it's like, we know he's going to be a Phoenix Sun. I truly do believe that. I believe the man's going to be a Phoenix Sun. No one can convince me otherwise. I believe the man's going to be a Phoenix Sun. Because he could be, he could have been collaborating with someone else. He could have been talking it up with some other people trying to bond and trying to get to know each other and listen to him. But no, when you go radio sound, you only listen to your closest inner circle, to your closest circle of friends, family, whatever it may be. That's sweet right there. That, that tells you something. And that should be bringing joy to Phoenix, to the Valley, to the Suns fans, especially because it's like KD's pretty much sealing it. He's preemptively sealing it that he's coming to Phoenix. I would 100% love to see that. I believe a sign trade's going to happen. I believe a freeway trade's going to happen. For DA to be moved, for KD going to be moved, for Miles Turner to be moved, all these different assets to be moved between picks and players. I truly do believe that. This is a very unique situation for the Suns. If the Suns mess this up, then this will be one of the most marking fails of James Jones' career. No matter what happens next. You have to make moves. I know you want to get Eric Gordon. You get rid of DA. You get Miles Turner. You get Kevin Durant. You try to get Eric Gordon maybe. Pick up some more small guys like what you did with Josh Kogi, Damian Lee, re-signing Bismack Biyombo, uh, going out and getting Jock Lindell from the Atlanta Hawks, former San Antonio Spurs player. He was, I think, put into the Jante Murray trade. I'm not too sure. 100%. But that's where we're out. That's the underlying stuff. So this is where you get intense. For other teams, it is intense. But I'm 99% confident that the Suns are in a good spot because it's Kevin Durant. He doesn't need a contract. He doesn't need a new trade clause. He doesn't need a legal standing. He's Kevin Durant. This is a player ran league. This is not a team-ran league. This is a player-ran league. He's going to do what he wants. Even if he has to wait a month before the trade line, he'll do that. I don't. It, it could be a whole thing. But I believe he has his mind made up. I believe the Nets are trying to work something out. They're just trying to do smoke and mirrors. They're trying to razzle other teams. They're trying to phase the Suns. I don't believe it's going to work. I believe the Suns are going to have Kevin Durant within or within the end of Summer League, or this is going to be dragged on. But I believe we're going to hear some big news from DeAndre, and this is going to be very interesting. If I'm smart, if I'm DeAndre, and I want to be smart, I do the sign-and-trade. I opt for that. I say, Pacers, let's do the sign-and-trade. This way, I could go straight to you, and you don't have to worry about the Suns bidding for you, for against you. This way, no controversy is not to be dragged out. Sign trade, boom, bada bang, I'm there. We could straight to work. We could grind like we're madmen. Pretty much how it goes. I hope this makes sense for you guys. This is real deal. This is my opinion. This is some of my opinions. I'm going to share this more across social media, more in depth. Uh, we'll be here Sunday morning again. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. 
Until then, guys, I'll see you Sunday morning. Enjoy the Arizona Heat weather. Enjoy the weather wherever you're at. Boom, bada, bang. I'll see you guys on social media. Hit us up on Twitter, at Quartz Heat. Go to CourtsHeat.com for all NBA news. Or if you don't want to do that, just go to Twitter.com slash Quartz Heat, at Quartz Heat, just to get the articles right there. We'll keep publishing about the newsletter. Until then, I'll see you guys soon. Catch y'all later.